Do you feel like you've had a bit of a pivot in your business lately? Hi, I'm Candace, and over the last six months, I spent 300 hours talking to clients in eight different countries. I asked the question, how can I serve them even more? And the Align Your Business Summit was born. I handpicked 16 powerful, heart-centered business entrepreneurs, conscious leaders, and visionaries to help support you in your pivot with their wisdom and lots of free gifts. Please join me for the next 16 days here on the Intuitive Business Podcast for your first step to move into the next level of you. Speaking of steps, step number two is sign up for my free gift of a live group Akashic Record reading. All you have to do is go to bit.ly forward slash align summit to sign up for emails that will lead you to your free gift, a live group Akashic Record reading where you too can ask questions from the wisdom of your soul. See you there. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I have a very special guest today to help your business to get in, into more alignment. And this is Sage Flaris. Can everybody say hi to Sage? Hi, happy to be here. Thank you. I'm going to give her a beautiful introduction. So here we go. Sage Polaris has written high conversion copy. By converting copy for more than 350 clients, earning them millions of dollars. Let's take a pause there. Earning them millions of dollars. We're in business, right? She right. helps personal brands and service providers sell more of their service or offer with the words on their website. She has worked with Christette Michelle, a singer-songwriter, James Wedmore, an expert marketer, Rick Mulready, or Mulraid, a Facebook ads expert, and Amber McHugh, a productivity coach. Basically, she makes money for the internet famous. So talk about being privileged that she's here today. People that we all look up to, I'm looking up to her right now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you want some samples of her copy, any of the copy that was done on this promotion was done by Sage. So welcome and thank you. It's such an honor and privilege that you're here. Uh, thank you for that warm introduction. I'm excited to chat with your audience today, Candy. It's going to be so fun. So girlfriend, let's talk about copy because <laughs> this is not my expertise and that's why we have her here. What do people um, yeah. need to know in order to convert and make the millions that some people are desiring and why not? Totally. Yeah. So I love this conversation because some people may not even be aware of what copywriting is yet for their business. So I'd love to start there and just give like a basic breakdown of what copywriting is and then we can dig into how to leverage it for everyone's business that's listening in. So copywriting at its basics is the words on your website. So 
If you are even scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and you see a sponsored ad, that's also copywriting. And then you click through and you end up on a landing page. Copywriters help you with those words to get you more clicks on your ad to help you get more opt-ins to your lead magnet if you somebody clicks through and they give their name and email. They also help with like the landing page once you go to buy the product. So all of those words are so important. And I like to argue that we're all copywriters in our own way, because if you remember when you were a kid and you asked your mom for something and you were persuading her to buy you the ice cream that you wanted, and you made an argument as to why her life would be happier if she got you that ice cream, that is in its essence copywriting. <laughs> like when we put words to that and we persuade people to make a decision, that is essentially what you're doing with copywriting. Well, I got an ice cream cone once or twice, so I guess I'm a copywriter. <laughs> totally. We're doing it without knowing we're doing it. It's when you're intentionally doing it in your business that you really start to rev up sales and opportunities to connect with people. So what would be important? Like, when do you know that you need to hire a copywriter? Because I knew for myself, it was pretty much in the beginning because I can speak well. But when I get, there's something that happens from my mouth to the piece of paper that feels off. So when should we know as a business owner when it's time to hire somebody like you? Yeah, so I think that for most people, the very first step would be to learn the basics of copywriting as you're looking to hire a copywriter because you may have a natural knack for it. Um, it's essentially telling stories about your you know, most of us here are personal brands. So you're telling stories about your life and then you're pivoting to making an offer in your business and talking about how that offer changed your own life and how you're going to help other people change theirs as well. So I would start practicing telling, you know, thinking about the stories that you think would be relevant to your audience. Um, that's like very basic. But then as you start to gain traction in your business, it is nice to have a copywriter's particularly if you're in a position where you look at your business and you're just out of time. You can't, you're stretched too thin as it is and you're like, okay, I don't have time to do all of the writing that I know would grow my business. That's when it's best to start looking at hiring a copywriter. Um, and I also recommend like really knowing your audience well so that when you collaborate with a copywriter, because it is a very co-creation type of opportunity when you work with a copywriter because you have to know your audience and your offer pretty well. And then the copywriter will come in and put words to all of that to help you sell more of it. Um, so first step is start to understand your audience, really like look at who they are, the types of stories that get their attention. The second step is to think about your offer, like what specifically does your audience want? And then the third step is to work with a copywriter because once you're clear on your audience and your offer, then a copywriter can really help you convert more people into customers who are either on your email list, who are visiting your website, um, or who are clicking on your ads or even organic social media posts on your different platforms. So that's when a copywriter can really help you in all, all those different areas. Oh my gosh, that's excellent. You know what I just had kind of as a point of clarity when you were talking is that you're an investigator. Yeah. Because you, one of the things she asked me when we came on is where, where are everybody 
in their business right now? Like, are they beginners? Are there, are they experts? And I think that there's a bit of both that's going to be at this, at this summit. Mm -hmm. And so you're an investigator. You have to ask really good questions. Yeah, that really is the like crux of what a copywriter does. They get you to ask better questions and they ask you better questions so that you can really connect with your audience in a way that maybe you hadn't thought of before, but that's it. Like that's kind of the secret sauce is ask really good questions and then answer them in a way that really persuades your audience to want to go along on the journey that you're creating for them through the copy. That feels so much lighter. Thank you for all of all of that in that moment, because um, that, that really helped to give me some clarity. Oh, I love that. My pleasure. So the one other thing that I think is really a secret sauce for a copywriter is how do you capture the voice of the essence of somebody? Because one of the concerns some people might say is, but I say it my way, or just my voice is unique and nobody can capture my voice. How do you do, like, to me, that's, that's like magic, how you capture people's voices. Yeah, so I think great copywriters do a few things when they're working with a client. The first thing they do is send really good intake forms. So right as you're starting a project with a copywriter, if they don't have intake forms, it'd be a bit of a red flag for me, meaning they send you paperwork to like start getting the idea of what your voice and direction of the project is going to be. So that when you have your first meeting with them, you can really hit the ground running. Like they already have ask some of those really important questions that we were just talking about um, so that those are already answered and you both can start hitting the ground running. The other thing that I love doing personally, and not all copywriters do this, is when I'm working on a project to really capture their voice, I'll write the first draft of, let's say they have a sales page for an offer that they're getting ready to put out there. I will write the first draft and I'll have, you know, looked at the intake form and had a conversation with them already. So I've already like mentally been making all these notes about how they talk. Uh, but when we look at that first draft, we do live edits in a Google doc. And that to me is so important, like getting, capturing their voice. It allows me like, as they're looking at the doc with me, like, oh, I wouldn't say this that quite that way. This is, you know, the turn of phrase that I would use. Um, so I really listen for that during those live edits and anytime I'm talking to the person to just kind of like, I'm constantly picking up little things that they say, but the live edits really like allow you to massage it. And I take from that session and then I will continue that brand voice throughout. So that's been my like kind of shortcut way of pulling all of the pieces together and making sure the brand voice matches the client. Um, that and I tend to focus on working with healers or people in the marketing world. And Candy, I don't know if you consider yourself a healer, but it's just like an umbrella term that I've given to my clients. Um, so that there's certain things within that world that I am very familiar with. I live in Los Angeles. There's like every healing modality under the rainbow here. <laughs> And it's a certain way of talking in a certain lexicon that I'm very familiar with. So I try to focus on clients in specific niches because I feel like they use the same turn of phrases and I'm more familiar with that lexicon and I can easily weave that into the copy. Of course, each person gets their own flavor. Like we were talking about ice cream earlier, like some people are more chocolate chip with their language and some people are more strawberry. And I know how to to work with that as well. So that's how I've kind of 
figured out the whole brand voice situation. Wow, that's amazing. I'm both chocolate chip and, and strawberry. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I really like that. I, I didn't even realize, uh, to be honest, that your niche was the spiritual healers. And I mean, I, I've had, you know, I do a podcast and I talked about some of my spiritual healing. So it's really good that I hired the right person that could capture that language and that there is an essence to healer's language. And I never really thought so much about it that you, if you didn't know it, it probably would be really confusing as a copywriter to try to figure out what the heck some people are saying with different healing modalities. Yeah, totally. It's so fun once you dig into that whole world. And um, yeah, I've, I've always been attracted to working with healers because I myself love healing myself. So it's a natural fit. And so when you're looking for a copywriter, ask them like, who have you worked with inside of my niche specifically and ask for maybe copy samples of like, who have you written before, written for before, who has a similar type of business to me. It just shortens the learning curve for them writing for you because they're already familiar with your world. It doesn't mean a copywriter can't learn your world without having written for somebody else in your industry. It just, for me, I feel like it makes it that much easier when, when you're going through that process. Oh, excellent. Um, thank you for sharing all of that. My pleasure. I had, I had another distinction that you taught me and I shared it before um, we got on to the interview because we wanted to be as, as organic as possible, but I was kind of asking if it was okay to share this, but I just had a personal branding shoot. And one of the things that I've often heard Sage tell us is that hands are important for trust. And so that was a really uh, important distinction because then when I went to pay for my whole branding shoots and do them, I told the woman, I said, make sure my arms are really open and that, that I have, that you can see my hands at different times in the photos. And she really did that. So can you talk about some more secret things or even explain what the heck I'm talking about though? Oh my gosh. I love talking about this. So when you are planning a campaign for either it could be your website you're putting up your home page your about page your work with me page it could be a sales page for a specific offer um, whenever you have images of yourself you do want to show people your hands because when they see that image on the page they're more likely to click the button and take the next action when they feel trust between you and them so a lot of eye to camera shots are important as well. You don't wanna be looking away from the camera. You definitely don't wanna have your back to the camera. Um, and then also having your hands in there as much as possible, maybe hands on heart or hands open, like you were saying, Candy, so you're receiving them and they can feel that energy. And especially with people who are in the healer world, um, I feel like you do business healing. Uh, <laughs> it, it, really helps them to feel like they are connected to you and your brand without knowing you you know personally these are online relationships that you're building so that's why it's so important and i feel like with any assets that you're creating in your business the more you can create trust it's important but also you know i focus on the words on the website but they have to be paired with strong visuals 
So not all copywriters will look at your visuals and tell you how to improve on those as well, but I know the importance of both. So I talk, I speak to both, um, both the words and the visuals that you're creating for your page because they kind of work in tandem with each other and the visuals should reinforce the copy and the copy should reinforce the visuals, ideally. That's like the crescendo of a beautiful page that converts really well. Well, I know that, um... Sage is working, she, she's working with, uh, she worked with a designer with mine, uh, with my copywriting, and she, um, she does like a, she actually gives insight to the designer if something fits, if it doesn't fit, where to position it. Let's talk a little bit about, um, I remember that another thing you taught us is you really have a very tight window to make an impact, and there's a lot of noise on the internet. And I remember you showing us like different buttons and where they should be positioned as well because we really don't have more than so lead us down that path how long do we have before somebody's going to hit click <laughs> and how long do we have before somebody hits pay oh my gosh this is such a great conversation so there's actually four different types of buyers that land on your page and i think this would be a really good time to talk about those four buyer types so i like to think of it as the cast of friends have you ever seen that tv show yeah. So let's use that as an example, just because it's fun. Um, so if you've ever seen that show, there's four characters I want to talk about. So and think of these characters as like landing on your website page and how they're going to interact with your your website page. So Joey is a yellow. He's the fun loving person. He is right like on the show. If you've ever seen it. Yeah, he's just like a good time party in a bottle. So he will be, when he lands on your page, he will be looking for like funny things, like puns or lyrics or things that just like feel fun and funny. Some kind of entertainment in the words will keep him reading because he's a bit of a flighty person. And often Joey's, the yellows, they, they are like uh, late to the party, but you're so happy when they show up. So he's going to take forever to buy. He'll wait until that very final email where you're like, this is your last chance to buy from me. Is this it? Are you ready? He'll wait for that email. So just keep that in mind. Um, so that's one personality that lands on your page. And for them, in terms of having a buy button, um, I like having it, if, if you're sending them that final email, I like having a link near the top of the email and at the bottom. Um, so with, for the Joey's, like they may not read the whole email, so they need that link at the top. Or if they're on the sales page, they need that buy button at the top before they start scrolling because they may not read the whole page. Um, just depends on what party they're going to next and how much time they have at that moment. <laughs> uh oh, I think I'm a Joey. <laughs> you totally have a lot of Joey in your personality. We have all four colors in us. Um, but because you love to text, I was like, she's totally a Joey because that's just part of the personality is like they uh, communicate better over text. So it's another like way to know that you have a Joey on your hands. <laughs> um, okay, so then the next person we're going to talk about is Ross. So Ross, I, I akin him to the greens and this is all based in like disc personality. Um, you can take the assessment at some point and see what colors you are. So Ross is a green and he is a detail oriented person. So when he's thinking about buying, he's a slower buyer. It takes him a while to make a decision. And you know, when you're creating a sales page for your offer, 
uh, people often ask me, do I really need a long sales page? Like I just need a short sales page. Let's move on. Um, and actually Joey's will read the whole page. They're the ones who read the long sales page. They'll read all of your FAQs and still email you and ask more questions because they are a slower decision maker and they're analyzing everything. So Ross from Friends is that way, right? Like he's very like just blow everything down, lots of questions, very analytical. Um, also for the Rosses who land on your sales page, they wanna know that <clears throat> right at the top that the offer is for them. So you wanna be very specific in identifying your audience at the top of your sales page. So if it's only for women or only for men, you would say, you know, I help heal men or I help heal women. <clears throat> That's a very basic example, but for the Rosses, when they see that, like, oh, I'm in the right place. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. Um, okay, so those are the Rosses. Let's keep going down the list. Of That's people. not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was clear that you are much more like fast decision maker. You don't wait on things. Um, okay, so the next one is Phoebe, and she's a blue. So she is the deep connection decision maker. She will land on your sales page or read your email if you have a story there for her. And it's like a deep connection story. Um, maybe like if you're selling your healing to someone and you're like, you know, I use this to overcome like a serious um, illness that I had. And you tell that whole story and you go into detail of like how it affected your whole family and what you were able to do to overcome it. Phoebe's looking for those kinds of stories in your emails, in your sales page, on your website, on your about me page. Those deeper things that you share is really what she'll remember over time and like want to buy from you. Um, she's a bit of a slower decision maker too, but if she feels deeply connected, she'll do it. Like she's much more like intuitive buyer. Another thing that Phoebe's look for when they are reading your emails or they land on your sales page is really beautiful visuals. So I'm so happy to hear that you dig your new photos because um, Phoebe's love those really beautifully branded photos that make her feel connected. Again, it's that deeper connection that she's looking for. Um, and so, yeah, Phoebe's just love, they, they soak up those visuals and that's what they remember about your brand. Uh, okay, so the last decision maker is I want to say I'm a Phoebe too. Yeah, so you have I, the Phoebe. Yeah, I, I'm really a Phoebe too. Like, oh, give me a story, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, it's what you remember, right, about people. And so um, the last one is Monica, she's a red. So these are the fast decision makers. They're the ones who land on your sales page and you have to have that buy button before they start scrolling because they've already decided within three seconds. And often people say like you, people only, you have three seconds to capture someone's attention in your brand. For Monica, that's true. Like you've got a very quick, like she's in and out. She's already decided she wanted to work with you before she got there. But there's a couple of things on the page you can do to reinforce her decision to click that button. And one of them is to have the button available right away. But underneath that button, having a testimonial of Ideally, someone she recognizes, like if you've worked with some kind of celebrity catching her attention um, with that celebrity's picture and their testimonial near the buy button will help her decide even faster. 
Um, so yeah, and I also recommend for the testimonials, like often it's several sentences. So for the Monica's, I actually write a headline for the testimonial that's just one quick sentence that wraps up the entire testimonial because she's not going to read the whole thing. She just wants that headline. Yeah. Monica's are the scanners. Like they go down the page. They don't read any of the bullet points, just the headlines. And it's like, that's all they need to make a decision. That's, that's me too. Totally. Yeah. I love that about you. So yeah. So those are the four people that you want to invite to your party. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Now I'm like super excited because I'm understanding something about copywriting. So do you incorporate all four elements so that that everybody's covered? It depends on your audience. If you don't want greens at your party, then don't give them as much detail because then they won't make a decision. So most people want all four colors in their audience, like in their community once they become buyers, because I feel like they round out just like Friends was a really entertaining show because you have these four different types of people interacting with each other and it's funny to see them clash because you know their personality and you're like, haha, I love that Joey's always late because now he's here and we're having a great time. Um, so once you understand these colors, I think it's fun to have an audience with all these different types of buyers in it because they really can play off of each other and it creates the community. Um, but for some people, like I would think like high-end, um, high-performance coaches, maybe they only have reds like the monicas in their audience because high performance coaches are fast decision makers they want to be around other fast decision makers so you kind of have to analyze what's going to work best for your community um, and then decide like do i only want to attract this cohort of people or do i want a variety of people in my community um, so it's really up to you and then you can use this as a tool to determine who's going to be in your community Wow. I've been taking copious notes, just saying. <laughs> I love watching you take all those notes. I'm like, oh, good. Like, I've taken pages of notes. I, I just think that this is really important. Um, so how do you know when you interview somebody which way to go? Like, yeah. So, okay. Interview them for... Like, interview, like, me for how to write my copy. Like, how do you know there's more magic behind the scenes that I'm seeing now. And so how do you know what would be a good decision to make about four people or the three personalities or two of the personalities? Like, how do you get to that decision or how do you help make that decision for somebody who may hire you? Yeah. So I always check in with the client and I'm like, okay, so I, I explain the buyer types to them and I'm like, who do you want to attract? Like what, what is ideal for your audience? Um, so once I check in with them and they're clear on the buyer types, then they tell me like, this is what I want to, what I want to have in my community. And, um, once I understand that, then I'll focus on those particular buyer types, um, as I'm asking questions. So if they're like, you know, I really want a lot of the Monica's in my community, then I will make sure that we get really good testimonials that are really strong um, to put on the page. I just worked with a client who had worked with um, Oprah and Ian Le Benzant and all of these incredible leaders 
And I was like, oh, we got to have that on the page. So I was like, the first thing you need to do is get me approval to use these testimonials. <laughs> so that was so exciting, yeah, to be able to feature feature those people on, on their page. Um, so I just hold on, put- Hold on, we're talking about Oprah, so we can't go any further for a moment. I love that. <laughs> okay, everybody, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She was one, what, one or two people removed from Oprah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was magical. It was totally oh, magical. Please tell us just a little like something. I know you can't be, you know, saying anything, but just, was there any magical moments about the whole, you know, I know you didn't work with Oprah yet. Oprah, Sage Polaris. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. That's so good. Um, yeah. So they were on Super Soul. The client was. So yeah. It was really super soul Sunday. I'm, I know I'm being a super geek right now, but I'm kind of excited too. <laughs> it's so good. Right. And she, um, so one of the first things I did, that was like an obvious thing for me as the copywriter was to go watch her interview on super soul. Cause I got like some great language that I could then incorporate to her sales page. Cause when you're around Oprah, like the best words always come out of your mouth. it's it's the effect she has on everyone I feel like because I've seen her speak live several times and I'm just like if you're in her orbit she just pulls out the best from you and she's like the ultimate interviewer right like I love watching her ask questions I learn I mean if you want to get better coffee chops listen to Oprah seriously like listen to her podcast her super soul podcast because the cadence of how she asks questions and the way she gets people to open up is like what you want out of a copywriter, like Oprah level questions. <laughs> so um, that was really powerful. Like I knew immediately that would be a resource for me that I could go look at. Um, and as a copywriter, like also for the people who are the Monicas, they tend to speak on a lot of stages so I will go watch, like if they have a TED talk, I'll go watch that because I can get the language that I can then put into their sales page or their website copy. So really understanding um, the footprint of your client is important because then you can go get you know, resources and information. And by the time that client had seen the copy I'd written for them, they were like, wow, like you tapped completely into my language. And it's because there were so many things I could go watch and just get that language already. So it's again, that investigator that you brought up, like you got to go out there and get all the little pieces and start gathering them and bringing them back. Oh my goodness. So, so I have a question for you. What type of person, how do you convert? So let me see if I can guess. (laughs) So this is our lesson. Um, I imagine that because of you being an investigator and really detail oriented, oriented, you might be a little bit more like Ross. Oh my gosh. hundred <laughs> percent. You did it. I love it. No, you, yeah, trained, so- us. you trained us. So <laughs> that's really, I mean, that this is really important. You know, I, I think that this was really a big secret and it, it's really helping me. I hope it's helping all of you. Yeah, it's so fun because you can apply this to your personal life too. Like once you understand, because Rosses hate when people are late, like it's just a part of their personality. 
But once you know that you're dealing with a Joey who's always late, you're like, oh, it's just a Joey. Like, there's nothing wrong with them being late. It's not a personal attack on Ross. But when you're a Ross before you know these different personality types, you feel personally attacked. (laughs) So it's like really beautiful when you start applying it to all areas of your life. Um, But of course, it helps with the copywriting as well. Oh, wow. Is that great juice or what? Like now I'm going to be listening to Super Soul Sunday even more and her podcast. So thank you for that piece of advice. So what else do you got for us? Now my sleeves are rolled up. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I feel like we should talk about, um, so I'm going to give a free gift to everyone. So if you go to sagepolaris.com slash align, you can grab this gift that I've created for your audience. And um, I want to talk a little bit about it, though, because we focus mainly on like sales pages and web pages, but this will really get us talking about your email, which is another really important component of copywriting. So in terms of email, and the reason I created this, this gift for everyone is most people have an email list. Often they've abandoned that list. So like they show up occasionally, but they're not consistently writing emails to their community. And that's okay. Like it happens to all of us. Life happens and you don't get to do all the marketing that you in your head are like, oh, I'm going to do all of the marketing. Um, So this gift though, it's three emails that you can use to send to your list. And it works well, whether or not you ghosted your list. Like if you have been um, active with them, great. But most people who have had an email list for a while, they tend to, um, leave a lot of subscribers on there that shouldn't be on there. So your engagement is important. Like how much are people actually opening your emails? Let's start there. So most people are shooting for like a 30% email open rate every time they send an email, which by the way, like this is an important note to make is that 30% of your audience is opening your emails. When you post on social media, you only get a 4% reach on Instagram. So your highest reach is your email marketing. That's why it's so important. Um, Now, if you're not getting 30% open rates, you know, some of my emails get up to 75% open rates. I gave you these three emails as a way for you to write to your list and start to call out the people who are not opening. So you actually want to send these three emails see who opens them. If they've been on your list for the last 90 days and they haven't opened any of the emails, these three emails that I gave you a template for, then you actually want to take them off of your list because you're paying for subscribers who are not actually reading your stuff. But the good thing is this does so many things for your email list. First of all, now you're paying for less subscribers that aren't engaged with you anyway, so they need to be removed. I think the last scrub I did of my list, I took off like 900 people. Um, so that's the first thing is like get rid of these people. Then what will happen is you'll notice your open rates are higher because you've gotten rid of the unengaged people. Um, so if you had like a 15% open rate, you might go up to like a 30% open rate, you'll notice. Um, And also your deliverability will be better. You're less likely to go to the spam box, the higher your deliverability is with your emails. So the better open rates you're getting, you basically get a score from your email provider. It says, oh, she's doing really good. She's got a lot of engagement. So we're gonna 
make sure this doesn't go to the promo section or the spam box. We're going to put it in the main inbox. So you're going to get more eyes on your emails. So this is a really important thing to do when you're engaging with your subscribers. Wow. So I, I never even thought about scrubbing the list yet. So, I mean, I've heard of it. I haven't done scrub my list yet, but boy, that makes sense. The other thing I remember hearing about scrubbing your list is it also uh, gives you some parameters to evaluate how good what you're saying or selling is. Meaning if, if somebody's on your list and they're clicking on it and not converting, like sometimes we need to look at copy too, but I guess you're an expert. So probably that's something that's not as concerning to you, but I guess if you're doing it more, a little bit, sometimes a little bit organically yourself, uh, and sometimes with a copywriter, I don't know if there's a strategy behind that. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up. So a good copywriter will look at your, your data with you, um, and find out like if you ran the campaign prior to the, the new campaign that you're doing, look at the old open rates, look at the subject lines associated with those open rates and reuse the subject lines that perform the best for your email. So like some subject lines just do better than others and you want to start tracking that. It doesn't have to be very formal, just open up your email platform and see what subject lines performed really well and try to remix those or completely reuse them if you know they do well um, for your next campaign. So you really do want to be learning from your data with your email. So you were right on the nose, Candy. Like that's so important to be looking at that information. And um, another thing I look for is click-through rate. So when you are making an offer to your list and you mention the sales page, you link it in the email how many people are clicking through to actually open that sales page. So if you're getting a low click-through rate on your email, it might be that you buried the link too low in the email. And like I mentioned earlier, you wanna have a link at the top as well. So um, that the Joey's and the Monica's, they go for the link at the top. They're like, <laughs> I already have like wanted to click on this thing or like Joey's in a hurry because he waited till last minute, just give me the link at the top situation. Um, and then for Ross, when he reads the whole email, he's like, doesn't want to scroll up again. So give him the link at the bottom. Um, same with Phoebe, like she's now connected to your story and she doesn't want to scroll up again. Cause on mobile, it takes time to like go back up and like go find the link again. So I always have those things in mind, um, but yeah, definitely look at your click-through rates. A good click-through rate is between two and 3% for me. Um, granted I have around like over 3000 people on my list. So click through rates vary based on the size of your list. Also open rates vary based on the size of your list. Like if you have 10,000 people, your open rates are generally going to be lower than average because you have so many people and you probably have not scrubbed your list. Most people, it's something they forget to do, but it makes such a difference. Um, so yeah, those are a couple of little like tricks and data to look for because as much as I love, love the art of copywriting and the buyer types and understanding the psychology, it's also important to learn from the data when you're writing copy because there's so much great information there. You don't want to overlook it. Um, and it will help you with your conversions. So really like conversions really come down to the statistics and understanding that piece of 
doing a campaign. Wow, that's really cool. I love it. I actually like the statistics behind it. So maybe I am a little bit of a Ross. <laughs> when it comes to that specific piece of it, totally, I could see that. It's exciting. Like when you put out a landing page and you can see, I use lead pages, I can see how many people viewed the page and I can see how many people like took the action I asked them to make on the page. That's the fun part for me. Like it feels like Christmas because everything comes to life and you see the people coming through. I actually do something I want to share with your audience. Um, when I see, so anybody who opts into my lead magnet, my free gift that I mentioned earlier, the triple email open rates, when I, I do something unusual, a lot of people turn this off, but I make it so I can see every single person in my inbox. It just stacks them all into one email. And when I see their name, I like to put my hand on their heart and make a little connection to them. Oh, I would yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> it my just, baby's coming out. <laughs> totally. Because it's like we live in this online world, but how can I like in a way humanize it? Because it's not just a number. Like these aren't just leads. These are real people. And I like to connect with them as much as I can. Oh my goodness. That was so perfect, especially for this, this summit. Yeah, I felt like it was a good conversation to have. I have a question It might not be pertinent, but is there a better day of the week to either do a launch or send an email? Are there any parameters around days of the week that are better than other days? Oh my gosh, there's a lot I could say about this. It's such a good question. So first of all, um, engagement for my audience might look different for your audience, Candy, because you may have trained them a certain way. So if you send out a weekly newsletter on Saturdays, like your audience is expecting to hear from you on Saturdays. For me, my best engagement days are Mondays and Thursdays to my email list and Tuesdays and Thursdays to my social media. So I just kind of watch the numbers. Um, it's good to do some analysis within your own business, but generally speaking, most audiences that are in business are a Monday through Friday audience, which makes sense, right? Like that's when they're at their desk. Um, so it definitely is something for you to check in about. If you have MailChimp, they have a really cool tool that I used to, I used to use MailChimp like when I first got started. And when you do the paid version, you can actually optimize your email to send based on when that specific list tends to open their emails the most. Amazing. So MailChimp has this really cool like code that goes in there and analyzes every subscriber and says, okay, of every subscriber on this specific list, this is when they open the most. Um, unfortunately, it's specific to MailChimp. Um, but it's called optimizing your send time. If anybody here has MailChimp, they can totally use that tool. Um, but otherwise, it's up to you to do analysis and see like when are they opening things and consistently trying to send. Um, you do train your audience. So if you consistently do things on the same day of the week, you notice your open rates will go up because they are at some point looking for your email like it, and in fact, you know you have an engaged audience. If you send them an email every Monday and the email's not there and they're like, I didn't see your email. That's how you know, like, oh, wow. Okay, I really trained my audience. They expect me. Um, so if you can be consistent, great. I'm a bit more organic. I try to be consistent. I know my best days, but sometimes I slip on that and that's okay too. <laughs> wow, that's 
I didn't expect all of that information from that question. So I was really happy about that. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think that I haven't covered that you know that people might need? Um, I just want to be responsible in my interview with you so that they get as much as they can. And remember, you'll be able to contact her as well. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel like um, with copywriting, you know, try your hand at it first is kind of what I want people to, what I want to leave people with. Um, give yourself a chance to like be a good copywriter in your business and see how it goes. Um, and at the, when you get to that turning point in your business where time is the most valuable thing to you, then it's time to outsource, right? Um, but in the beginning, like, just give it a shot. And some people have a natural talent for it, the art of copywriting, and some don't. Um, and then get help with the science of copywriting, like really understand your analytics and your data and um, start to use leverage that information as you're making offers because you'll notice your conversions will go up. And at the end of the day, like conversions, when I say that, it, the, the lead up to that is always getting more sales. So um, anything that you can do to increase your sales is always fun. Who doesn't love that? Having more buyers and beautiful communities that we're building. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I would leave people with. And that's alignment. So thank you so mm -hmm. much. And let's say your gift one more time so that they make sure that they get those three email templates and maybe start looking at scrubbing your list as well with the, uh, with the, your open rate with those templates. So your uh, gift again is? Thank you so much. Yeah, so if they go to sagepolaris.com slash align, they can grab the triple email open rates. And actually it's a great way to practice because I start the writing process for you and it's kind of like a Mad Libs where you fill in the blanks. Um, and you'll see like, how does it feel to do some of your own copywriting? and also the benefit of scrubbing your list from doing those three emails. So I'm super excited for everyone to grab that. And I'm so grateful, Candy, that I got to be your guest today. It felt really special. I am putting my hands on my heart and I'm just acknowledging you and thanking you for helping all of us with our alignment in our business with our work. So thank you for being on the show or on the summit. Thank you. My pleasure, love. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.